This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. You're listening to a Joycast from GLBTIQ community radio station, Joy 94.9. Welcome to Dystopical this evening, folks. Um... Dystopical is a debate and a reflection on what matters to queer women in the community. And on tonight's show, we'll be talking to Ali Hogg, the national convener of Equal Love, about same-sex marriage in Australia. Welcome, Ali. Hi, how are you going? Good. Thank you so much for coming in. No worries. <laughs> and as always, we have um, Kat on the show. And, Hi. And Katie. The special guest star the special as well. Yeah. The semi-permanent special <laughs> guest is, star. It is, it is. <laughs> so obviously we can't relate the views of all queer women because it's different for everyone. Um, and this topic will always be from our point of view and our honest point of view. So if your views, thoughts or experiences are different or you think things... Um, or you think what we're saying is plain ridiculous, then please get in touch with us. We'd love to hear f- from you. Um, you can write to us during the show. You can text us at 0427-JOY-949. You can Facebook us at Dystopical, that's D-Y-S-T-O-P-I-C-A-L. Or you can email us at dear.dystopical at gmail.com. And, um, of course, if you have an iPhone, you can also uh, download the Joy app, which is free. And it means you can listen online and you can... Um, Contact us directly from the app. Brilliant. Kat's got her porn voice on tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Got a bit of a cold. Slightly slightly inappropriate considering the subject matter. But But anyway, we're going to play you a couple of tunes and get right back to Ali. Hello and welcome back to Dystopical. Um, It's my view or my aim in this show when I'm doing the music is to bring a sexy lady singer into the ladies' lives that are in the (laughs) studio. And I think that one definitely hit the spot. That was amazing. What was it? It's Sexy Silk by um, Jessica Cornish. Um, I think she's a British artist. Um, I've never even heard of her before. She's, um, I almost swore then. She is amazing. Like, fine. Her, um, her, her music is wonderful. And the first one is actually uh, Justice and Mercy, and it was the Violent Love version by Flyleaf, who is um, quite an unknown band. They're actually, I hate to admit this, they're a Christian rock band, Ooh. but their music how resembles... Did, how did you find them? Okay, so my girlfriend and I got together. The only time I notice our age difference is with our music, and she's opening my eyes to different things. She is definitely not a religious person. However, um, Flyleaf are actually a fantastic band, and not everything that they sing is focused around that. So, yeah, bringing a bit of new music to the station. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Okay, so t- tonight we're welcoming to the show. I think welcoming back to the show, actually, yep. Ali. Um, so Ali has recently, I think, won an also award for Most Outstanding Volunteer. Um, she's also been nominated by Same same as a, a, a most or the most influential gay person of the year. Was it last year? That was this year. That was this wow. year. Wow. Congratulations. So you're here representing... I feel so honoured to sit next to you. <laughs> <laughs> you're so gay. Highly, <laughs> highly influential gay person in the room. Okay. So we know you're here representing Equal Love, which is a nationwide campaign for marriage equality in Australia. Um, Equal Love, it says on your website, <laughs> um, takes a stand and take and to and takes the streets, um, and the campaign aims are to pressure the government to legislate for equal marriage rights so, it's, so it, um, it no longer discriminates against LGBTI people. 
Um, Equal Love has really important events coming up this week. But before we get into what Equal Love does um, and your role, let's just talk about marriage equality generally. Yeah. Okay. Well, why don't we start with the basics? Um, Ali, what's the difference between um, marriage and being in a de facto relationship or being registered? And why is this an important difference? Yeah. Well, at the moment, um, well, for the first time since last year, um, People can, same-sex couples are able to register their relationships as a de facto relationship. You mean in Victoria? In Victoria, or across Australia, people are able to be considered a de facto, which means that you have some of the same rights as heterosexual de facto couples, but we still aren't recognised as being able to marry in the eyes of the law. Mm -hmm. So the main difference is that there are still laws in the country that say that one section of society is different than another, which equals same-sex couples or people that want to marry people with the same gender are discriminated against. So it sends a message to even young people who don't want to get married that um, you're somehow less deserving or or less equal than your heterosexual brothers and sisters. And this is a point that I wanted to bring up as well. Um, People that I've, some people that I've spoken to um, that are um, anti-gay marriage are actually anti it on the basis of, well, you know, Marriage is a stupid institution anyway. Like, why are we even advocating for it? And I personally think that it's it's not about whether or not you're pro-marriage. It's about being pro-having the same rights as everyone else. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's my opinion too. <laughs> I personally have got no interest whatsoever in getting married. And this is something that perplexes a lot of people when I get interviewed, is that I never, ever want to get married. And I do think that it's a bit of a silly institution sometimes, but it's an institution that everybody has a right right to and as long as heterosexual people are able to get married then gay and lesbian people have a right should have a right to as well so yeah so whether or not you support marriage it's about supporting having the same rights as everybody else yeah yeah and i guess marriage does have um positive impacts on on people and that's why it's really important it has um impacts on health and well-being it has exactly. important um it has impacts on i guess um, economic status as well. So just for, for those reasons, I guess it's really important as well. Can I just bring up an issue with that? Um, so Centrelink recently, last year I think it was, or the year before, yep. um, brought in that if you are living with a partner and you're in a same-sex relationship, you now have to declare that you're in a same-sex relationship. I've had a few... I've had a few arguments with people during the week over this some people are really for it and some people are like well I would never tell Centrelink because they're not gonna they're not acknowledging me they're only taking money away from me basically they're not giving me anything you know I'm not allowed to go beyond the de facto status do you think it's a good thing that Centrelink have brought that in like do you think it's a step in the right direction well I think that they would like to think that it's a step in the right direction but I think as long as they you know, want to recognise same-sex couples when it comes to Centrelink, then they should go the whole hog, so to speak, yeah. and grant people full equality. Yeah. But personally, I think that people should be seen as individuals and their, their, how much money they can earn from the government yeah. shouldn't be based on their their relationship, whether you're heterosexual or non-heterosexual. Yeah, I feel like those ads really just duped people. Mm. Yeah, um, It's like, 
yeah. gave the impression that, you know, we're accepting same-sex couples, but really it was like, you know, we don't like you and we don't want you to have the same rights as anyone else, but we don't want you to have any more money for that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's almost like the legislation changes when it sort of when it benefits, you know, the government to do so in terms of taxation. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't – we don't get the same benefits necessarily. Well, it's like they've done it. So am I meant to feel happy or am I meant to feel discriminated against? Like well, in some ways, <laughs> in some ways we're meant to feel happy that, yeah. that some equality it's is being nice sugarcoating over the top yeah, of it. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Um, Ali, I've got a, another question for you. So I guess you could say that we're not the most progressive nor the most conservative country in the world. Um, where do we actually stand when it comes to equal rights and gay marriage? Yeah, well, um, as you said earlier, like there has been a number of laws that have been changed that do recognise same-sex couples. And so I think that is something, you know, it's nothing to be sneezed at, but it's also something that we're not, we shouldn't be prepared to stop at. So currently it's it's still the law that the Marriage Act says that marriage is an institution between a man and a woman to the exclusion of all others. And that's been in place for seven years as of August 14th. So um, that is... When and how did that change? That changed during the Howard government. Okay, so at some point it didn't say... At some point this law did not say that marriage was an institution between a man and a woman only. Yeah, so that was inserted into the Marriage Act. So it was ambiguous beforehand and some people tried to take the issue to the court saying that well there's nothing that says that I that we can't get married and so that is because people try to kick up a bit of a, individuals try to kick up a fuss because there was nothing that stated that they couldn't get married then they had to make a law to discriminate so whilst people c- couldn't get married the law didn't say that they could or that it couldn't they had to make a law so it could outright discriminate. Mm. Don't you hate that they can just sit around at dinner and go, hey, let's just chuck in these two words <laughs> and let's totally shaft the gays, like, you know, by chucking in those two words. like, Well, just- they must have known what impact it was going to have and obviously it's had a huge impact and seven years later we're still fighting. Right? That's right. So- and it's happened in a number of other countries as well. It's been the case where they had to actually insert that law because it wasn't it didn't say one way or the other but the, I think the, I think Canada might be the only example where it didn't say one way or the other but they chose to allow it interpreted so was, generously so that yep. was mm. their win where a lot of the other countries that came after that that have have won marriage equality they did have to win a law that did exist that said that they couldn't yeah Kat and I were talking last week and there's some strange strange countries that actually have legalized gay marriage like it countries you wouldn't expect yeah that's it and it really astounds me that Australia is so far behind some of those countries like Nepal for example yeah exactly like go climb a mountain and get married but you know (laughs) And even there are several countries that will ex- they will um, recognise people that have been married in other countries whilst they don't perform marriages in their particular country. Like which? So, um, Israel and a number of states in America, that's the case. So if you're married 
outside of those states, but then you move into that state. Yeah. For so whatever if I got reason. married in New York at the moment, which have just gone to a lottery system, which we'll talk about later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or so not. If I, yeah. If I get married in New, New York, I can then go and live in Israel with the same rights. And it can be recon- you'll be recognised as being married. And oh. Israel. Like. Yeah. And <laughs> but then other countries like South Africa have had it in there, written into their constitution for quite a while, mm. for yeah. almost more than ten years now. I think. Yeah. I still don't want to live there. No, um, the, I think it's a lovely <laughs> For country. other reasons. Yeah, it, you know, it's got its issues, but I think it's got a great constitution. One of the reasons mm. it's got a great constitution is this. Um, yeah, all right. So now can you tell us what arguments that our major political parties make to rationalize their lack of support for, for marriage equality? Yeah, well, we've seen, well, the main person has been our own Prime Minister, Julia Gillard, <laughs> who, cons- who basically, um, her own personal view is that we should go back and read our Bible stories, that marriage is uh, an institution between a man and a woman and it should stay that way, that it's a, um, it's a tradition that it's always been between a man and a woman. Um, She's not even married. That's right. <laughs> I thought she but, didn't believe in marriage. <laughs> but um, we've seen in the past people like Penny Wong say that we need to respect the religious aspect of it. Where, Congratulations but, to Penny Wong, by the way, yeah, as well. she's about to have a baby. Yep. <laughs> but she's also changed her position over the last year, which has been fantastic. And hopefully we can see more politicians, you know, follow suit. Because a lot of the, a lot of the things that I think that they're saying is, you know, they, they want to keep particular people happy like Joe De Bruin who is in the Labor right mm. who he wants to deny that the majority of Australians even do support marriage equality and he thinks that it's not a mainstream issue and it shouldn't even be debated. He's up in arms that it's even going to be debated at the national conference in December, for example. Mm. So there's I'd be happy to have a chat with him about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we can win a roundtable discussion. Yeah. <laughs> Let's invite him in. <laughs> uh, I just want to uh, mention an SMS that we just got, um, which says, uh, I couldn't think of anything worse than getting married or even doing a civil ceremony and definitely no children. However, I have a gay nephew uh, whose dream it is, is to fall in love with a man, get married and have kids. So I'll fight to my last breath that he can have the equal right to do as he pleases. That's lovely. That is really really lovely. And that's kind of how I feel about the Mm. issue as well, even though I don't have a personal attachment to the institution of marriage, I do have a personal attachment to the issue of equal rights for everyone. I love that I'm the only true romantic in the studio. (laughs) (laughs) I think you can be a romantic without having an institution that that tells you that that's, you know... I want to get married. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And you you should should be able to. to I support that. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, we're going to cut to a couple of tracks and when we come back we'll talk to Ali about... Um, about the Equal Love Campaign. And welcome back to Dystopical. That one got us dancing in the studio. We all felt like we should have been in a nightclub. Um, The first song there was Touch Me, which is um, a remake of the original um, by Abigail Bailey. And the second one was uh, Release Me by Zoe Badwi, who's an Australian artist. Mm. Um, Can I just let everyone know our contact details for Dystopical? You can text us on 0427JOY949. You can Facebook us at Dystopical, 
D-Y-S-T-O-P-I-C-A-L or email us at dear.dystopical at gmail.com. And people have been writing in this evening. Yeah, um, I've got... Um, I've got another email address. Oh, oh, oh Or dystopical at joy.org.au. <laughs> or, of course, through the Joy app. Now you may speak. Um, well, we've got a few that have come through. Um, one says, our political leader lives with her partner, so who is she to tell me who I can marry or not marry? I don't wish to marry, but I believe I have the right to choose. Here, here. Yeah, and again, we keep coming back... Um, to the same thing, that it's not about marriage, it's about equality. That's right. Mm. I want to be equal. <laughs> All right. So, um, so Ali, th- there was a recent poll that showed that three out of four Australians think marriage equality is inevitable in Australia. That's not necessarily a resounding, yay, you should get married, <laughs> but it's definitely a, it's going to happen at some point, right? So does this show a sudden change in Australian attitudes or... Or does it show that Australian politicians lag behind public opinion? Or does it show something else altogether? I think it shows both, actually. <laughs> because I think that people... It's not necessarily a sudden change, but there has been a gradual change um, since... Well, I think it's been since the campaign began. We have seen it go from a bit over 50% to now we've seen the most recent poll was something like 68%, which mm. is pretty big, really. Mm. Um, and I think that... It's really fantastic, and so I think that does show that the politicians are lagging behind where the majority of people stand on the issue. When you when they break down those polls, um, the the majority of the people that do support um, marriage equality are Labor voters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Greens voters. So I think that and it's, and there's still a decent which now makes up the majority of Liberal voters, which so. makes up the majority of voters. I yeah. guess. Yeah, yeah. So I think yeah, that. I think, good point. It, um, <laughs> yeah, so I think it really does show that it, they really do lag behind where the majority of people stand on this issue. And there was also another poll done that said that. 72% of Australians expect that it will get through in the next few years. So that is really mm. significant. That mm-hmm. So whilst people might not necessarily agree with it, they expect that it's going to happen. That it's so, inevitable, yeah. yeah. Okay, now here's a really naive question. Well, um, I was about to ask one too. Oh, you okay. go first. <laughs> 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 naive question. No, okay. so, um, naive question number one. Um, <laughs> if, if marriage equality is legalised, does that mean that we will be allowed to get married in churches and mosques? Well, that's well, that would that's a sticky one because some it depends if they would give them the right to um, to withdraw from from that. So there are some places where religions have been given a um, been been able to be exempt from particular things. So in Australia at the moment, religions are exempt from parts of the Discrimination Act. Mm -hmm. So if marriage could easily be exempt from from religions being able to marry um, gay people if that is something they apply for to be exempt for... Am I making sense? Yes. And I expect that certain religions will. So it will depend on the discretion of the church or the mosque or the religious institution on whether they decide to apply for an exemption. Yeah, but at the moment I think that it's pretty outrageous that that, that they do have an exemption in Australia. Like Mm. a lot of religious schools are able to discriminate on the basis of the children's sexuality, their allowed to tell their children the children that go to those schools they're not allowed to come out and if they get bullied for their you know homosexuality the school is able to kick the child out who is being bullied is being bullied so um which brings me back to another message that we received as well um 
which is quite long, so just give me a second. <laughs> uh, it says, I don't think it's fair to specifically headhunt Julia Gillard. I haven't seen any sides of government 100% support us. <laughs> Abbott's Speedos aren't in rainbow colours. <laughs> that's, that's a nice little sound bite. There. <laughs> uh, but it's time the Australian government as a whole and everyone supports us and separate church and state once for all because as long as we are not equal in the eyes of the law, the government is almost condoning violence <clears throat> against us. That's true. I don't think we should let the Liberals off the hook on this one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, just to say that it's okay to treat people differently is mm. to condone. Mm. That, that particular message ends, it sucks, which we're allowed to say on air, I believe, <laughs> and we need to change and one now. One of the few words. <laughs> I will rally on Saturday. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Woohoo! See you right, there. So now you have question number two. Oh, here we go. So a few people during the week have said to me, and they say to me quite often with the marriage equality thing, will it ever go to a referendum or is it always going to be up to the government to decide? Will it ever get thrown out to the people? That's not a naive question. Oh, cool. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the most political person in the room, so... Well, it is something that some people have flagged, whether whether it might go to a referendum or if it's something that people think that we should push for a conscience vote, for instance. But for personally, I think that we shouldn't be calling for a referendum or a conscience vote. We've seen so many poll after poll show that the majority of people support it. We know that having a law that says one thing and that says that one section of society is less deserving than another is is discrimination. So I think that the only thing that we should be fighting for is for the Labor government to change the Marriage Act. And I think that if they do things like, you know, call for a referendum or um, call for a conscience vote, they're just stalling. I think, I think it's stalling. And I think that it's just another way for them to look like they're doing something on the issue, but not actually. Absolutely. Fixing I, I don't understand why it's okay to discriminate when it comes to marriage when we have, obviously, you know, an anti discrimination act mm. and we have a human rights act. And all of these um, different instruments say that it's not okay to discriminate against people on the basis of sexual orientation. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why marriage seems to be like, you know, the last bastion of okayness when mm. it comes to treating people like they're inferior. It's almost, well, I think, I guess my take on it is because it's so intertwined with religion, it's really hard for, um, for pe- people to separate. And even if people political leaders can understand the difference. I think that they're fearful of a backlash and how it might contribute to some kind of moral degeneration. Yeah, no, I that's that's kind of my really take want, on it. Yeah, they really yeah. want to maintain the status quo. Yeah. And I think for the Gillard government, I think that they don't want to show that they're weak on any issue at the moment. Mm. They're not doing fantastically. <laughs> so for, tax. for them to show that they, you know, have t- made a stand on something and they're going to stick with it. What, is, a crap stand? Yeah, it's a but crap whatever, stand. Whatever, it's a stand. I think that, like, you know, I think that's her interest in showing that she's not going to back down on this, which is bad for us but that's why it's important for us to keep putting pressure you know, on the rest of the life I hate party. to I hate to sound like a conspiracy theorist but here I go <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Like, we're nominally a Christian country I I would be really surprised if there was any kind of significant percentage of really practicing Christians in this country so it it makes me think that um, the fact that the government is always deferring to religious bodies has got very little to do with morality or or Christianity and a lot to do with economics. And that makes it even more disgusting in my eyes that you actually treat a quite a sizable proportion of the the public as inferior 
based on not wanting to lose financial support from a very strong, um, you know, institution. section. Yeah, institution. Yeah, I completely agree. Do you know what I find really funny is that I actually work for the government being a healthcare worker and emergency nurse. So it's actually okay for me to be gay in my workplace, but it's not okay for me to take that any further mm. and I'm employed by the government. Like, I just find it absolutely ridiculous. Like, that there is such a bifurcation. Well, yeah, that's life. it. Yeah. I'm not allowed to be discriminated against at work because I choose to be gay, but, you know... You that, choose, and did you choose to be gay? I... That's another show. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> However, you know, I can't take it any further. And, you know, it's it's just complete discrimination. It just it really annoys me. Yeah, it's me. like umbrella dis- discrimination yeah, is fine. Completely. But in individual institutions, no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, totally. All right, so, so Ali, let's get to equal love now. So what does equal love do and how long has it been doing it for? Yeah, well, equal love started seven years ago. So that was, it's up to, we're up to our anniversary. Mm. So we, Happy birthday. Thank you. <laughs> we, um, yeah, we started in response to the government, the Howard government changing the Marriage Act. So we have been rallying every single year since they did that. So we started off rallying on the anniversary of the ban in August every year. And over the past couple of years we've really ramped up the pressure so last Mm -hmm. year we had our national year of action which I'm still like catching my breath from from. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we had like I think we had about four rallies last year and um which was it was an election year it was um there was a lot happening last year and we so we have um we've really seen some fantastic results from that we've seen like not only have people's opinion polls changed but a number of politicians have changed their position mm. so and we've seen more and more people prepared to come out on the streets and take a stand so we've had one rally this year and we're up to our next one um which is on saturday this saturday coming and so basically our main aim is to try to mobilize as many people as we can in opposition to this act to put pressure on the government so they can you know get rid of this disgusting law once and for all so you you so you just mentioned that um some politicians have have recently changed their opinions how did that come about and who are they? Can yeah, you, can the, you? the main person that I like to talk about is Penny Wong because she is an out lesbian who's also recently today come out as um, her partner's pregnant, so they're having a baby in December. Congratulations, And Penny. she and constantly was coming out time and time again and she was constantly asked, because she's an out lesbian, what, why is she... Um, you know, doesn't support marriage equality. Mm. And she continuously came out with all sorts of excuses. You've got to respect religious institutions and so forth. And at the ALP state conference in Adelaide, she was one of the people that seconded the motion that got up saying that they should support marriage equality. And that, yes. so that's, so that's really, a big change for that's her. That's really fantastic. And then... We've seen a number of other states follow suit. Um, Across the country, we've seen several states say that they support marriage equality. And so this is all leading up to the December conference. So hopefully we can see more and more of that. We saw Tasmania just yesterday actually support marriage equality for the second time at their state conference. They're not actually a state, but (laughs) yeah, they, um, yeah, they, so they did that yesterday. So it's like, a lot of fantastic things have happened, but as I continue to say, we can't rest on our laurels. There's, mm. The right are also mobilising hard on this issue, so mm. it's really important that we continue that pressure. So what have been some of the recent successes and recent setbacks that you've had in the campaign? 
Well, the successes have been, I think, the um, well, the polls are a constant success. They never go backwards. The co- polls are constantly showing more and more support. Um, the and the, I think the, s- the state conferences have been like majorly successful, and the push for um, the national conference is f- the fact that they're even going to debate it at the ALP national conference in December. Yep. I think is really fantastic. Mm. Um, in terms of setbacks, I think some of the outrageous things that the politicians continue to come out and say, like this, the things that we've talked about, Julia Gillard's continued to come out and say time and time again. Um, Joe De Bruin, who is the head of the Shop Distributors and Allies Union or something. Welcome he, to the show, Joe. Anytime, <laughs> any place. He, um, yeah, he also continually comes out and says horrendous things despite what the majority of Labor voters think and and support. So I think that the main setbacks are the setbacks that are like you know thrown at us by the government. So, mm. but other than that, like the campaign has been going great guns, and so we hope that you know people don't aren't getting tired because we're still got a big fight on our hands. Can I ask how many people did you estimate was at the last rally? Um, it was. I can't really remember, but there was. It's always been over a, f- a few thousand. Yeah. So we're expecting around the same. Hopefully, more. The anniversaries usually get a little bit more. Yeah. So one of the things that it has been harder to get people from the straight community along. I know my parents come along to them, but oh, so people great. can invite their <laughs> so parents if they happen to be straight. But I think that it's one of the things that has been harder to tap into to people outside of the LGBTI community. So um, we try, but, you know, with lack of funds, it's a bit hard to get ads in the age and so on. You'll be pleased to know that um, as a person that lives in Cairns, you guys in the last rally actually made it to the Cairns Local News. Fantastic. Yay, that's amazing. Mm -hmm. So, Ali, you dedicate, obviously, a hell of a lot of time and energy to this project, as do many other people. Um, Why? (laughs) What drives you personally? Like, why, why are you doing this? Because I'm an angry, no, I'm, not, I'm not <laughs> angry. Well, I'm not an angry lesbian, are you, Ali? I'm a, <laughs> I am You're the ang- gay of the year. <laughs> I am angry that, that that there are laws like this that exist. Um, I first got active around gay rights when I was at uni when somebody tried to say that we didn't need a queer officer at the Victorian College of the Arts, Ooh. and so um, and then by putting up posters for gay rights at the uni they got pulled down like within minutes so then we had a bit of a campaign for that so I've been that really got me involved in political activism and I've just kept doing it ever since and there's always things to continue to fight around so I think that um why does this particular campaign ignite you I think that it's just outrageous. It's one of the last things in in the law that just so blatantly discriminates in terms of gay rights. Obviously, there are a number of other things like that. There's so much discrimination against like trans rights and mm. and things like that. So I think a lot mm. of these things also need to be it's addressed. Like the next frontier. But, but this is one that really like. There's, it, there's, it's got so much broad support and there's so much anger around it and I think that it's one that it's something that I think that we are capable of winning we're seeing wins all around the world at the moment recently in New York City they're the lottery <laughs> they're, what's it what do you mean the lottery okay what? so there's so many people in New York at the moment that want to get married that they're actually doing a lottery 
sort of thing. So if your number comes up, you get to get married because there is such an influx of people. I read an article on it the other day. There's such an influx of people at the moment that it's the only way that they can deal with it fairly. Mm. Well, right. Yeah, well, I, I don't want to get married. Can you imagine the lottery to get married? Yeah, well, I'd be at home and it'd be like, oh, my number's coming up, my number's coming up. <laughs> the thing is... Not this weekend, Mum. <laughs> to, be, to be forced into that position where something like that ridiculous has to happen. Mm. This is clearly going to be one of those issues that, you know, you'll, you'll, there'll be children in a primary school class in 20 years' time talking about historical events, mm. you know, in the way that we're like, Really? Aboriginals weren't always allowed to vote? That doesn't yeah, exactly. that's not even rational. Yeah. Women weren't allowed to vote. People will be like, so same sex couples weren't allowed to get married. Yeah, Why exactly? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It actually makes no sense. It's completely mm. irrational. The only the only place that makes sense is in a religious context and it just it shouldn't have as much well, power even, as it does. Even the fact that it exists today, children talk about it at school. I was at a friend's house last week and her and her female partner, they have got a son who's nine or something and he's the only, just turned ten, he's the only person in his class whose parents aren't married and they want to get married yeah. and it's like he's going to explain that to his friends at school and it's just ridiculous so i think it is it is and one of our um listeners just wrote in and said julia will you let me get married now and give my daughter a legal equal family please yeah yeah come on julia (laughs) get it together (laughs) all right so so you spent a lot of time on this campaign a lot of love on this campaign what will what will you do with yourself once same-sex marriage is legalized what's the next project (laughs) what will you do I'll take a really big holiday (laughs) and hope that they don't repeal it while I'm (laughs) you are going on holiday soon Ellie's actually staying at my house going to Cairns such a small world All right, we're going to play you some tunes and then just come back and tell you what's going on this This song coming up is for Kat because she makes me laugh and we sung it in the backyard at Froreen's house one day when she wasn't there I'm looking forward God, I don't even know what it is. Hello and welcome back to Dystopical. We're with Ali Hogg talking about uh, equality and gay marriage. <laughs> I was just kidding. I was ready to jump oh, in there. Thank you so much. <laughs> um, I was just, I was really emotional from that song because it brought back so many good memories of so many years and, you know, we we're all having a bit of a sing in the studio. Ah, uh, Janet. Okay, <laughs> so we get to the part of our show called Dear Dystopical. It's a bit of an agony aunt column. It's not so agonizing this time, but the question, Ali, is I'm thinking of going to New York to get married. Apparently, I have to get in line now, but um, to get married to my partner um, later this year, does that legally mean anything for me in Australia? Well, unfortunately, if you're an Australian citizen, you can't even go to New York to get married because oh. yeah, there's a law called... They're called CNIs. I can't remember what it stands for, though. But it's basically a certificate that um, means that the government's giving you permission to get married in in another country. It's like a clearance almost. Yeah, Yeah. and they don't allow it for same-sex couples. So So it's impossible. It's impossible. That's really interesting because there was actually a major commercial radio station that had a big competition on that sent two women over to get married. Yeah, and I read an article that they had to post... Uh, after that saying that they 
couldn't actually legally marry them in New York. So, wow. Yeah, that's that, good because I've heard people saying that they kind of want to do this thing and they want to mm. go to New York to get Who married. Who doesn't want to go to New York? So don't book your flight. Yeah, so don't book your flight just yet. <laughs> Come on, government. I just bought Farina a picture of New York so she could think about it. Yeah. <laughs> but if you happen to be from New York and you do get married and move to Australia, it's also not recognised here either. So, so it's a lose-lose. Yeah. <laughs> so slap on the hand for on b- both questions. <laughs> to find out more about Joy 94.9, check out joy.org.au. Thanks for listening to another Joy podcast brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Help us keep Joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.